Super Sound Lounge, rocking with your favorite podcast. Wait a damn minute. Listed on all platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Tidal, Spotify. Y'all know the vibe. Tune in. Welcome to another episode of Wait a Damn Minute Podcast. Today is Thursday, March the 17th, 2022. Our episode tonight is entitled My Story. So before we get started, Dio, I want to thank you for accepting our invitation to come on Wait a Damn Minute Podcast. No problem. No problem. Good. So how how has your day been? Your it's week? been fantastic. It was a good week. It was a good week. week. Okay. Week. Well, that's that's always good to hear. So before we get started, can you please introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners of Wait Again Minute podcast? Well, I'm uh, Donovan Bogle, aka Dr. Uh, I'm from Suffolk, Virginia. Well, not born and raised, but raised. Um, I love my city. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So you know, this is where I'm from. This is where. I'm I rap, this is what I do, so, you know. Okay. So give us a little back history on who you were as a young kid. Like, were you one that was, like, into things, or you kind of just chilled, goofy? Like, how were you? Well, I always had a sense of humor Um, since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Always was a joker, always was a class clown, always did that. But um, younger days, I had a little dark side with me, and I knew that uh, things can tend contempt to be you know mm-hmm. when you don't have the love in the household you tend to move to the streets and get a broad horizon you look for love you know you what i'm saying so okay. it's like um but the the humor never left even in dark situations i can still make people laugh and understand that life is more about you know laughter than being mad at people you know that's right that's absolutely so it is true um when they say that um when you don't receive the love that you think that you need, you do look outside of your house or elsewhere for definitely, that love. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, everybody wants to be loved. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Everybody wants that feeling, that warm feeling that's supposed to be given to as a child or as a, as a teen or as even as an adult, everybody mm-hmm. wants to feel that sense of needing or a sense of urgency of that. They want you in your life. So it's like, right. it's kind of hard to understand of, you know, if you don't get it, you're going to go to receive it from somewhere, even if it's the wrong love. The you know, there's wrong right. love, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. it is. It is. So if I don't if I don't um, pry too much, just let me know when you when you're speaking of this love that you were not receiving when you were coming up. Um, How was that for you or why was that? Do you even know? Um, I just think I was adopted. Okay. Um, and I think that. As a woman. Mm-hmm. It's different from when that child comes from you, blood. Okay. From when that child is received through, even though it's everything is still a blessing. Yeah, it but is. But if you've never been loved in your household before, 
how can you learn to love somebody else? And I That's think that true. was my That's problem true. with my parents is that my adopted parents is that they didn't okay. really receive the love they were, they were supposed to receive. So they didn't know how to reciprocate it towards me. That's so it's no true. problem. Like I just, I understood that later on in life, mm-hmm. but growing up, I always thought it was me being mad at the world of, Oh, you know, you ain't giving me this or you ain't giving me that. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong to y'all? You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. I, I've, I've, as a, as an adult now, I understand it more and I can look back and I can sympathize towards them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's no need to be, you know, like a lot of times people want to hold on to things right. and when you hold on to things, you're the one that's really hurting. Definitely. Because those people have gone on with their life because they're doing what they normally do. Right. Exactly. So you have to learn how to forgive and let go. That's right. In order for you to fly. So, okay. So you were out there, you were doing your thing. Um, so tell us a little bit about like your back. You have any kids? I have no kids. 35 years old, no kids. Okay. So you're the second guy <laughs> that I, I've <laughs> talked to in two days, 35 and have no kids. Um, I don't want a baby mother. If that makes any sense to you, I want a wife. Like I always, I it does see, make sense. But coming from you, I'm like, you see me go like this, like, huh? yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 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 all like I've seen what my real homeboy slash friends have gone through, right? Like I've seen them go through hell and back with baby mama. So it's like I'd rather pay four fifty nine for a pack of condoms than <laughs> to deal with that whole that whole oh. eighteen years of. Right. I'm going through, you know what I mean? 18 but every, plus. Sometimes. 18 plus. It don't mm-hmm. stop at 18 because you right. still got to be a father or a mother for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather just go ahead and just do what I got to do to be protected. And when that person comes, I know what's going to happen. I know I need to make a move fast because I'm getting older. Oh, yeah. 60 years old yeah. with a 20-year-old. I'm going to drive me crazy. So. Oh, yeah. That's going to be that's gonna be hilarious. Right? They're going to be like, oh, is that your granddad? And no, that's my father. <laughs> I can see that now, I and I and I can, and I can see you getting pissed off. Yeah, exactly. Like what you do, mom? I'm no, I'm his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that boy daddy there. <laughs> so okay, so you're 35. So are you actually looking for someone? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think that you know God takes His time with with the best people. So yeah. I'm not gonna rush and put myself in positions to try to make myself seem available mm-hmm. if it comes it comes if right, the conversation right. comes up it comes it, it's it's no need to rush into things like that so i just think that um taking my time and focusing on me and getting myself better healing myself okay there's nothing wrong with that so and when that comes it comes right. she's gonna be blessed though oh i i know i know i know oh i know you i know you're gonna have some for now <laughs> you know, i already definitely. i already definitely, know that definitely. so you are um so tell us a little a little bit about like what are you doing now um well you know uh, I got premiere uh, mm-hmm. with me and my partner. Um, so how did how did you guys start that? Or why did you guys start Okay, that? so it's, I don't know, I'm not supposed to name drop, but my homeboy mm-hmm. seen me at the mall. Okay. And he was like, look, man, I got an opportunity for you. I want to introduce you to somebody that's a really good guy. Okay. And um, I think that I will work perfectly together. Mm-hmm. So um, later that week, I called him. We talked. We met up at the spot. and um. Instantly, we clicked. Okay. And it was, uh, I ain't saying match made in heaven, but it was just like, yo, he was the the quiet mm-hmm. go-getter. I was the live in the party scene of what I could bring to the table. Right. So and it was a match made. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He definitely gave me an opportunity of a lifetime that I always will be thankful for for him and what he's done for me. Right. Because it it... 
like I don't know about him, but for you, it what you just stated to me, it fits. Like you're always in the club, you know, you chilling and drinking and just having a good time, enjoying life. Definitely. And so you're doing that and you're being paid now. Right. And that was the thing. I was I I remember me and my homeboy having a conversation. And I get into him a little bit later, but mm-hmm. I remember my homeboy having a conversation. He was like, Bro, you always in the club, like everybody rock with your your, your energy, like right. make it work for you. That's right. And it was like God, I, I prayed and God had placed it in front of me. It was like, yo. Here you go. Let's see what you do with it. Mm-hmm. And I I think I fulfilled everything that I was supposed to do and make it happen. And I, I'm thankful for it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, Because a lot of people don't get the opportunity. A lot of times we pray for things and we, we try to manifest things for us. But sometimes God may know that we're not ready. So he may hold it, but he may block it for a while. And sometimes, you know, when you keep saying like, God, like, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, I can handle this. Right. And sometimes he'll give it to you to see what you're going to do. Right. Definitely. And I think that's what he did with me. I don't think he felt I was ready. I just <laughs> thought he put it in front of me and said, let me see what you're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely done what I'm supposed to do. Um, we've definitely overcome a lot and we've definitely made a name for ourselves. That's good. Starting That's off. Good. So, you know, we've only been open six, seven months. Oh, y'all been open that long? Okay. Yeah. So it was, it's definitely, we definitely got the vibe. And if anybody knows, Portsmouth is a hard vibe to get. Very, so very much so. If the, the people of Portsmouth, they definitely support us. Suffolkly, Suffolk definitely supports me. Okay. They definitely come through. And I know it's a terrible city to come in, but they definitely make sure they pull up for me. Yeah. That's good because that speaks volumes to you as who you are as a person. So that goes back to what your friend said that um, people rock with you. So if you have that type of personality, then of course people are going to click, you know, cling to you. So what were you doing prior to the club? Um, prior to the club scene, I was recently, I left the shipyard. I was a crane operator slash rigger. Um, before that, I was a superintendent for a company called Branscom doing concrete work and running plants and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I started my career off into the concrete construction industry and I just sat back one day and I was like, you know, I had a work ethic mm-hmm. that was unmatched. Like I could go out to the club, stay out till three o'clock in the morning. I still go to work at five o'clock in the morning. Right. I understood that the bag still had to be made. We could have That's a right. fun, That's right. but you still got to go out here and grind for what you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I sat back and I was like, you know, I was content. I had money. I was making a living for myself, but I knew that it was bigger than this. Right. Like I knew that I'm not going to sit down and get trickled down with the water that, that the people are making and make this when I can make this. Mm-hmm. So and be the, happy. Right. And be happy. Like I yeah. wasn't happy. Like everybody sees the videos and the shows and me turning up and me having a good time, but they don't understand the other side when I step into my own domain and have to deal with the stress of life that I have to deal with. Right, right. So they see the front, but they don't see the back end of it. Absolutely. And a lot of times that's what it is, you know, and, and I think we do it just one. We don't want to let everybody know what's going on with us internally, because a lot of times people do judge. Definitely. So and it's like, I don't need you judging on top of what I already am going through. So we deal with it in silence or however we choose to, whether we drink, smoke or, or whatever we do. So um, I, I see you. I feel like it's something that we're missing, like, um, because it, it seems heavy, like you, like you seem heavy, like meaning like, um, 
you you talk of you know um how you feel like you know being being sitting alone with yourself Right. So what basically what I'm trying to ask you is were you going through something or is that over now or think, how are you now? I think that I was just going through I guess they call it a midlife crisis. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like it was me understanding who Donovan slash DR is, right. learning how to separate the two. Mm-hmm. Because when they come out and see me in the club, it's DR. It's old. Oh, turn up DR. We're gonna have a ball. We're gonna drink. Right. We're gonna get drunk. We're going we gonna, we gonna to sit on stuff. We're going to stand on stuff. We, that's, <laughs> that's how it is. But mm-hmm. it, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, this liquid that we consume in the clubs and in the bars, they only mask the pain yep. for a temporary time. When you wake up, them problems are still, still there. there. Mm-hmm. They're not going nowhere. That's right. So I had to learn to face mine head on. And that's when... You know, when people see me going through this or going through that and they see me down, it's not that I'm down, I'm focused. I don't get down about my life. I don't complain. I don't make excuses. I understand what I got to do and I make forth an effort to take care of what I have to take care of. So um, if if it was heavy, yeah, it was heavy. Like not knowing where you come from. I've never met my mother. We've never met my father. Okay. Ever met my birth parents, so it's like if you don't know where you come from, how you know where you're going? That's right. How, uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And and Who that was you? my yeah. biggest thing. It's like, mm-hmm. but I had to understand that you know, at the end of the day, I still have to thank my mother because she went through the nine months with me, mm-hmm. and she had me, yeah. and she gave me. I was a gift to this world. So, I'm. That's what gives me the positive attitude that I have is that mm-hmm. I could have been gone. No, nobody would ever know who Donovan nope. was. Not at all. A split second. But she she did in nine months, put through the pain, pushed me out, and here I am. So I have right. to look at it a different way. And you know what? Now now that you say that, I look at it differently um, because that that is very true. Be, you know, no, I mean, we don't know why she chose to give you up or whatever, but for whatever reason, she you know was still honoring you, and she blessed somebody else definitely because yeah, you you could have been an afterthought, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So now I understand I was doing my little research and you were in prison for what? Um, I was in prison for um, eight counts of of violent charge. Well, it wasn't violent. Robbery, attempted robbery, a whole bunch of stuff. Get my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was it was actually, you know, it, it was a it was a crime that was supposed to be taken differently. But. I didn't know they were going to go to the police on me, but it oh, was a, it was definitely, I didn't take nothing from the guys, but right. the way they looked at it, it was me. Okay. And I'm not going to say I had a perfect rap sheet before this, but they were watching everybody that I hang with. And okay. I was, it's like guilty by association. association we're all right. in the clique together and I love my brothers to death and I would never turn on them. So it was like, I just got to do what I got to do. And, um, so for, you so you took one for the team? No, I didn't take I oh, took okay. one for me. Okay, for you. <laughs> I definitely took one for me. They ain't had nothing to do with it. I okay. definitely took one for me. But the end of the day is that God makes no mistakes. Not and, at all. and I understood that if I didn't go through what I went through, the nine times out of ten, I would have been dead. Yeah. So or he, in prison with a life sentence. So he set you down. He had to sit me down. He covered you. He covered even, me even up. doing that, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, how long were you in there? Um, eight, eight and a half years. Wow. Yeah, so eighteen to twenty six. So you were young. Real young. 
Wow. So when you, I know a lot of times when they first go in like that, it either be one or two ways. Either when you first get in, they be like, okay, this is where I'm at. I got to deal with it. Or you get in there, you act a monkey fool until you grow up. I think in the beginning, it was a monkey fool. <laughs> it was a monkey fool in jail. I was so ready to go. I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn up in here until they open the doors or they mm-hmm. send me to prison. And i never forget when I got sentenced. Um. I was sitting there in the courtroom. They gave me my time, and they had sent so many numbers. Right. I was like, "What? Are, what are they? How much time did they give me?" And I get back to the to the to the cell. It was like, "Yo," I was like, "Yo," like, "What? I got forty years?" It was like, "Nah." It was like, "You only got eight and a half years." I was like, "All right, cool." But it was so much weight lifted off me. Right. That I said to myself, "You know what?" I know what I got to do now. See, the process, mm-hmm. the bad process is not knowing. Right. But once right. you know, mm-hmm. you know what you got to do. And I, I I went in there. I was wild and crazy. And I'll never <laughs> I forget. Believe yeah, I was, I was turned up. And, and I'll never forget. It, it was like, um, I used to hang with all the older guys. Because the younger guys, I, one thing about me, I'm not going to join no gang. Mm-hmm. You're not going to jump me to be your friend. Right. And I'm not going to be with a the, the finesse gang. So I understood that I needed to get with a group of guys that was going to teach me something because I mm-hmm. understood I couldn't come back out there doing the same thing that I was doing before I got no. locked up. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I hung with the older guys, it was like, look, man, you got to calm down. You got to get yourself together. And it's exactly what I did. Like I went to college, got my degree. That's like, good. Like, so you, so you made good on your time. Oh yeah. They got, got a free college education. Your door is <laughs> Buffett, which is Warren Buffett's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a program going on called Campus Within Walls, and she paid for our entire college education. Wow, like, came and visited us and Sunshine Lady Foundation. She came mm-hmm. and visited us and did everything that we needed to do. Like, she definitely looked out for us. That well, that's good. So, Free. Okay. I only had to pay for my time. Right. Just, <laughs> well, at least you had to worry about paying Uncle Sam back. That's right. That's right. For them student loans, because them things are no joke. They're no joke. Okay, so you're 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 getting out of prison. And then, like, what what's going on with you? So you I went out? to a halfway house. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know that I went to a halfway house. Um, you ain't in the feds. No. Okay. This is why I went to a I went to state, but I didn't want to be a burden on anybody when I came home. Okay. Um, I didn't ask for help. I didn't ask for um assistance. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask anybody to give me a pair of shoes. Okay. Because my my life was my choices that I made had to be handled by me. So I came home, I went to a halfway house, mm-hmm. I stayed looking for a job. I remember I went to Wendy's and applied for a job, and they and told me I because would, of my, I would have died in Atlanta. You know, no, question, you no question, no <laughs> question. You know, at that time, yeah. I was so serious. I was that's like, right. you know what? I'm just gonna get me a job. I don't care where it's at. That's right. And um, I remember there was a guy that stayed in the halfway house, and he was like, "Look, man, I'm gonna get you a job working in this concrete company I work at." So I was like, "All right, cool." And um, uh, he got me on. I worked there, um, six, seven months. And the guy was like, look, man, they're about to shut down on our vision. What you going to do? And I was like, well, I got a college education. I'm just going to go to Norfolk State and finish my, get my bachelor's. Right. And he was like, you got a, you got a college education. He's like, let me see if I can get you on with QC. So he got me into quality control. They put, they bumped up my pay. Okay. And um, I, I started talking to networking. 
mm-hmm. learned that everything I learned from prison, everything is a network. That's right. If you're going to get it, you're going to talk to certain people, you're going to get it done. So mm-hmm. it was like, what can I do to better myself at the time? And I um, just ran into a certain person and he gave me an opportunity to ban my horizon in concrete. And still to this day, even though I'm not in it, I can still call these same people because my name was so big in the industry okay. and I'm going to be all right. You know yeah. what I mean? Even if it fails on this end, which I'm never going to let it, but right. I can always go back to that, that, that one spot. You know what I mean? That's, that's good. So that you, you never, basically what you're saying, you never burn that bridge. Never. You always make sure that you do right. And so you can always, cause you never know when you have to come back. If you burn a bridge, bridge, you better make sure you have a boat. Oh, <laughs> you better make sure you have one, your own one, because, right. you know, we cannot say that anybody hasn't burnt a bridge. Yeah. That's, that's Everybody true. has been through a phase where they've burnt, even with a parent, aunt, cousin, friend, friend best yeah. friend. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Everybody has, has burnt a bridge. But if you know that your worth and their worth and y'all can come together and talk it out, you can you can mend it. It can be yeah. it, all bridges can be rebuilt. That's they're that's, doing it every day in, in Virginia right now. They're just putting a toll on it. Yeah. It might cost you. Yeah. You yeah that's right. That's but, right. But they're going to get you analogy. through. Yeah, they're yeah. going to get you through. Definitely. Okay, so what would you say to someone who is just getting out and they're trying to get on their feet? Like, what type of advice would you give them? Like, to keep, to tell them to keep pushing, not to give up? Believe in yourself. Like, a lot of people that get out, they are mentally burnt out. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it prison will do that to you. So it's like, what do I do? It's an overwhelming adjustment to what you have to do when you come out. So right. I learned if you know your worth and you know what you can do, even if you don't know what you can do, believe in yourself. And I believe that even, even if prison did do the effects that they did to you, mm-hmm. you can still make a way for yourself out here. Even if you got to get two, three jobs, That's if right. you want it bad enough, you're going to go get it. That's right. It's That's the right. same thing, the same effort you put into putting in crime, mm-hmm. standing on the corner every day, doing what you did, robbing people, doing whatever you did, the same effort you put into that, right? put it into your job. And, and don't be scared to talk to people. Don't be scared to be... Um, Translucent. Don't be scared to be show who you really are, because a lot of people will not like. You know, they want to. Oh, I'm the tough guy. Or I'm Mm -hmm. the bad guy. Or I've been to prison. I done this one. That stuff don't mean nothing out here. These kids don't care about it. Nobody cares about it but you. Absolutely. So it's like, what recognition do you get? Prison is not a pride or badge that you put in your shoulder and say, "Oh, I've been to prison." Mm -hmm. My my boy, you messed up. Yeah. You messed up, th- but you know what though? I think a lot of times, you know, because you know, like you said, it's it's the it's the mental, right? Right. So when you institutionalize, you you're at a everything has stopped when you're in there. Definitely. Everything is study going out here. So when you come out, you saying, "Oh, I just did twenty years," like it is a badge of honor, but it's it's not. Not to say that you should feel less than or anything like that, but that shouldn't be your to go to. Right. And it's, it's like they, I don't glamorize mm. that I've been locked up. It was a part of my life and I use it as a teaching tool. Like 
we can sit here and talk about prison all day. I can tell you a thousand stories. Mm-hmm. But when I was going through them thousand stories, your kids were getting older. You were living yeah. life. You was mm-hmm. going to Cancun. You was going to Mexico. You was doing all these things. Yeah. When I was stuck in a bathroom, that's basically, basically what a cell yeah. is. You eat, sleep, and use the restroom in the same place that you do every, all your daily activities are done here. So we we it's nothing to be like it doesn't make it doesn't give you a badge of honor. Right. If you didn't use your time wisely and did what you had to do with it, man, it's just it, it was a it was a waste of time. It was a waste of time, yeah. Um so I have a couple more questions um for you. My my this question I want to ask you is um being that you are in the club lounge scene, like far as the women, does the women like flock to you? Like, do you have an issue with them, you know, trying to get to you? Like far I, as, you know, like cause some, some people be like, Oh yeah, I messed with him. You know, he got a club. So, you know, so my, so my girls can get in, you know, we can get drinks. Like, is that really true? No, I mean, no, no. I mean, I, <laughs> he's, he's a funny guy. <laughs> I look at it like this. Like, I've been DR before the club. Okay. I was who I am before this. So it's like the same respect I get now I still have before. Okay. So I can, I understand the whole, let me cling to him to see if my homegirl's getting it for right. But nobody's entitled. I just want to put that out there now. <laughs> nobody's entitled to nothing. Right. Like, at the end of the day, support me. You yeah. don't go into Gucci. You don't ask for no discount in the Gucci. Then people don't even know your name. Yeah. When you buy that fourteen hundred dollar bag, they don't care about you once you walk through the door. Well, it's 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 understandable. So it's like I don't use that platform mm-hmm. to get women. Okay. It's, okay. I, so so basically, with you, it's you haven't changed, and it's still the same thing. So that doesn't get anywhere with you. No, I mean. What do you, so this, this, I don't, I'm trying to, right, I'm trying right. to, I've been good. I ain't cursed yet, but what, like, what satisfaction do I get from knowing that you rock with me because of a money issue? Right. Yeah. Some people get a thrill out of that. I want you to rock with me when I ain't got shit. That's right. Like straight up. Like that's when you find them, them diamonds in the rough. When you mm-hmm. don't have nothing, when you come from nothing, and you tell a girl, "Look, I ain't got a, I ain't got a rat out here. How are you gonna come get me?" <laughs> and she still rock with you the same right, way. Right, right. That's the one you need to stick with. That's right. So it's like this. It don't make me or break me. If I lose a day, I'm still gonna be Dion. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna mm-hmm. go turn up. I'm still. One thing I learned about is a bigger headache than people even have an idea to know uh, about. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, we all see Dio. He out in the club, he man, listen to me. People worse than as hell. I'm sure. And then you know when they get a little alcohol and oh, they look the other way. Yeah, I'm sure I can just, listen when I sit back. That's why I have such a golden heart when I understand what people go through when they're in the club and they act up. Because mm-hmm. I sit back and I say, you know what? Five years ago, that was me. Right. Yeah. That was that was exactly who I was. Turning up, didn't give a damn about security, minding my business. Mm-hmm. But I was going to tear that club up at the end of the night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I already yeah. had it in my mind. Yeah. So it was like, you know, now when I sit back and I understand people get drunk, I had to sit back and say, you know what? That was me years ago. Right. 
So yeah. it, it is what it is. It I is. got you. I got you. So what would you tell someone who's trying to open a club, like um, a club or a lounge? Like, and this is this is their first time. Something that they wouldn't know um, by just looking at at you guys. Patience. That is the <laughs> man. If I could tell you what me and Showtime went through with patience, mm-hmm. it was contractors after contractor after right. contractor doing what they want, taking their time, not showing up on time, us sleeping in the lounge when it was mm-hmm. getting done, mm-hmm. on the couch. We got pictures of it. Him on one couch, me on the other couch. People walking in, we're ready to get them done. We're, we're staying in with it hours and hours. So it's like you can have this vision, mm-hmm. but if you're not willing to put in the work don't even pursue it. It okay. ain't even about the money. Mm-hmm. Money comes a dime and it doesn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Money comes, money goes. But if you don't have the patience, the time, and the energy to put forth what you put forth, you're never you're never going to have nothing. Right. Okay. So, I, I get you. I, I received that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely received that. Okay. My last question to you is, how has your time been here since you've been on Wait Again a Minute? Like, what has your experience been like? It's been fantastic. You know, um, it's been it's been great. Uh, I always watch y'all. I always tune in. Even if I watch it the day after, I mm-hmm. still sit back and I watch. And I, and I, I understand the movement. Okay. Like, this is humongous for our city that we come from. And even if you don't receive it, Right now, mm-hmm. they will receive exactly what y'all doing. Like the setup's nice. The the, the hospitality was amazing. Y'all were very professional. Um, I ain't never had to sign no waiver before, but it was, <laughs> it was You know, my homeboy. My, you know, I'm, I'm gonna touch on him for a okay. second. Um, my homeboy, Lil Junior. I I watched this man like. He taught me so much, mm-hmm. you know, and my brothers, 1015, of okay, course. Right. Um, they taught me so much, but Lil Junior taught me just a tad bit of what to expect in life. He was like, he was getting me ready for this moment, mm-hmm. and I had to sit back and understand what he was teaching me. Now, everything he taught me, I understand now. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I remember one day I had gotten into it with somebody in the place we were at and we was a conversation about money came up and we were talking money talking and I never forget. He pulled me to the side. He was like, listen, man, I don't ever care if a man got $2 in his pocket or a million dollars in his pocket. You treat him the same exact way. And I lost my brother, you know what I'm saying? To he passed away from cancer when he was in the system and mm. Sorry to hear that. I, I I I never I was upset. I was mad. I was like, you know, bro was supposed to come home this year. We were supposed to turn up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the jewels, the structure of me watching every forget the money. Mm-hmm. The jewels and the structure that he taught me. It was worth more than gold. I used to lose every day on Friday to poker to him. I used to call him out one-on-one. <laughs> right. Let's play some poker. I knew I was going to lose. 
But that conversation and missed them cards. Right, yeah. Was a million dollars worth of game. Mm-hmm. And when he passed, it was like a piece of me left because I had never experienced. Definitely. Not like that because, right. you know, at him, I was like, boy, bro, we're going to come home. We're going to turn up. It's going to be bad. had so many plans. Yeah. We have so many plans. Of, he never got to see me host a party. He never got to see me turn up the way he got to turn up. So it was like, damn, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crushed. I'm crushed like internally. Like that's, that's something that's heavy on me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I learned that all the blessings I'm still getting to this day is because I know him and I got two other brothers. They watching down on me. And I know they got my back 110%. If nobody down here believe on me, they believe in me. And that means the absolute world to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people see me and say, wait, will you get the energy to keep doing this every day, time and Mm -hmm. time now? That's nothing but them and God. God, You know what I'm saying? So God is making sure that I'm straight at all times. Like, don't ever, I'm not cocky. I'm not... I don't try to act like I have more than anybody. I will tell you quick. If I'm messed up, I'm messed up. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no need to sugarcoat nothing. I'm <laughs> transparent as hell. Yeah. Yo, I will tell you the truth quickly. There's no need to stunt on nothing. I just thank God for putting the people in position that he has put in my life. And that's exactly what he did. To make it better for me. I don't got my parents. My adopted parents don't rock with me. That's cool. Oh, wow. But I have... A family. A family. Yeah, a village, yeah. A village amongst me. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't like me, I still love you. Yeah. I still love you. I don't have a hatred bone in my party. That spot left out of me a long time ago. There's nobody I can say that I don't like or dislike. I just, if you dislike me and I know it, I pray for you. Yeah. And that's what we do. Like, that's how the world is going to become a better place. It's just to love people, man. And don't right. care about what they got or what they have or materialistic things. That's right. Love co- love covers a multitude. So when you um when you were speaking about your um friend Lil Joni, I think that um no, we don't know when somebody's gonna pass, but that was still God, like allowing you guys to get close and allow him to drop them jewels on you so that yes, you're hurting. Right. But if you hadn't had that time with him and gotten anything out of it, then you would really be a mess. Yeah, and I think it was just like, I, I'll never forget, like, I had got drunk as a skunk one day in, in the bar. <laughs> and that during, I had did some stupid stuff. And I was sleeping on my homeboy's floor in his shop that he had. I had nowhere to go. Oh, and man. he woke me up. Like, woke me up abruptly and was like, let me holler at you for a second. Come to the back. And we went to the back. And he told me everything that I needed to hear about myself at that moment. Mm-hmm. It was that quick. And I didn't respect him for how much money he had. It was, I sat back and watched this man get the majority of the love. And I said, you know what, man? I, if anybody that I can sit back and I look at and I look up to is going to be him. Mm-hmm. So when I when I lost my two other brothers, it was like it hurt. It hurt bad, sure, yeah. but I was ready for it. I was ready to understand that life 
at the end of the day, somebody could, and this, this, this is something I'm going to tell people is that you can lose a friend a day, a friend a day, but your life still goes on. Yeah. It doesn't stop. It no. doesn't, you, people lose people on a Friday and be in the club on Saturday, you know, and they call it, yeah. oh, rest in peace, such and such. How long did a rest in peace last? We, we move on, but I feel like if you lost somebody, you love somebody and you cherish somebody, they should live on through Forever, you. Yeah. So I saw, mm-hmm. I always treat them, you know, and they're in my heart. They ain't gone. Yeah. They still right here with me. They pushing me. They understanding that, you know what, y'all, you got a life to live and you got to go on, but listen, bro, we gonna give you the energy, the extra oomph and you, that you need, that you, yeah. need. you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's, 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 I miss my friends, but they know that I got their back. Yeah, and they and they definitely have yours. Definitely. They definitely have yours. Well, I have enjoyed talking with you. I've learned a lot from you. Um, I see that you have a sensitive side, which is great because a lot of times men don't, you know, want to show their sensitive side. They all want to be, you know, Mr. Macho. So that goes back to when you were saying that you're very transparent. And I can appreciate that. And I'm sure the viewers and listeners will appreciate that as well. Um, if you, you know, um, we got to schedule you to come back because we got, we got to have more time with you because right, I feel right. like we're missing something, but for the time now, I think we got for what we need. Um, but we definitely going to have you back. Um, and, um, in the meantime, we're going to end it with our theme song. Who rapped that song? Um, this girl, Bonnie. I thought it was y'all. Mm-mm. Don't y'all like TLC, you know what I mean? Salt and pepper, bad taste. Actually, it was me. I was on it. You was on there. Yeah, you was on, you was the host on the song. I like it. I love it. Appreciate you. Thank you. No problem. Let's go. Listen up, everybody. Have you heard the news? We got a brand new show that's breaking all the rules. Started out from VA and now we on the move. From local to global, because we got something to prove. We came from the bottom, now we at the tippy top. To hold it down for our people, because we all we got. This is cold, cold world, but we keeping it hot. With our future on the line, ain't no time to stop. Got all work over here, still we having fun. Yeah, we say it like it is. Ain't no holding our tongue. Go get us on the team, yeah, we getting it done. And shout out to Travel, yeah, we number one. With a dream that turned into a vision, an educated new generation is our mission. Is to the streets, yeah, we steady politics, and it ain't about to change. Mind your business. We the game in it, we be hands with it. We the game in it, we be hands with it. Why you want to go in your zone? Good night. Good night.